0: Hello folks, and welcome to Fool's Guide to the Occult. I'm Hector, and I am delaying our next full episode until the week of All Hallows' Eve, naturally. In the meantime, I have a few shorts coming for you, so enjoy. The Queen of the Great Earth, otherwise known as the Queen of Night, female ruler of Kerr, the Sumerian underworld, Yeresh Kegel, is our Lady of the Week. Reshkigel is the older sister of my girl Inanna, goddess of love, beauty, sex, war, justice, and political power, and the wife of Nurgle, the god of war, pestilence, the summer solstice, and the sun at high noon. There are only a few surviving myths associated with Reshkigel, unfortunately. The first tells of how the queen of the great earth came to be the ruler of the underworld. In this tale, she is kidnapped by Kerr itself, and Enki, the god of water, knowledge, mischief, crafts, and creation, boards a ship and sets sail to save her. Along the way, the Kerr defends itself by sending tidal waves and launching rocks at Enki, who inevitably wins the conflict. But Ereshkigal is not completely free. She must still rule in darkness for part of the year, making her mythology an allegory of the seasons and likely influence of the Persephone stories within the ancient Greek mythos. The next tale tells of her marriage to Nurgle, which I find quite fun. Basically, the other gods have a big party for Reshkigel, except it's on Earth, and naturally she must remain in Kerr, so she sends Namtar as her proxy. Namtar is well-received and respected by everyone except for this jag by the name of Nurgle, Naturally ticked off at the disrespect, Ireshkugel demands Nurgle journey to the underworld alone. Nurgle goes, but is advised by Anki not to eat or drink while in the underworld, kind of like visiting with fairies, and absolutely by no means have sex with Ereshkigal. Nurgle goes, but is overcome by Ereshkigel's seduction. He stays with her for six days before taking off for Earth on the 7th. Again, Our Lady of Darkness is upset. I mean, her bed buddy ran away. Imagine how hard it is getting a date when you're stuck living in the Underworld. More difficult than dating during COVID, I'm sure. So, the Queen of the Great Earth sends Namtar back to the surface world to collect Nurgle, but Anki changes his form to hide him. And this only works for a little while before our black-hearted girl figures it out and commands Nurgle to come back to her. He complies, but returns only to do battle with her, removing her from her throne violently, only to sleep with her for another six days before they are wed. The last story involves Reshkigel's younger sister, Inanna, and her descent into the land below. Speaking of which, we will uh, take a little journey there ourselves quite soon. Anywho, My Lady seeks to increase her power by traveling to the Realm of the Dead and meeting with her older sister, So she begins her journey, but is stopped by Nettie, the gatekeeper, who was informed by Our Lady of the Night to lock the seven gates to Kerr. I also would like to point out that, according to Christianity in the book of Revelations, there are seven seals to the scroll of John of Patmos, which once broke and ushered in the apocalypse. But moving forward. Inanna is allowed to pass each gate, but only after removing an article of clothing. By the time she passes the seventh gate, she is naked and powerless without any of her magical implements. Before Ereshkigal's throne, she is judged by seven underworld judges, proclaimed guilty, struck in the head, and hung from meat hooks. You didn't think Clive Barker came up with all that on his own, did you? Of course, the story can't end here. Enki sends two entities described as having absolutely no sex whatsoever to rescue Inanna by giving her magical food and drink that will restore her life. They proceed to escort her out of Kerr, but nothing can ever be that easy, and it wouldn't be as entertaining without a dramatic chase scene. So Ereshkigal sends a legion of demons after them, demanding that they send someone in her place. And as the saying goes, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Upon returning to the lands above, Inanna discovers that her primary consort, Did I mention she was a bit of a player? Uh, Dumuzd, uh, later known as Tammuz, the god of shepherds, Uh, he did not mourn her death. Annoyed, to say the least, she tells the army of darkness to take him in her place. In later times, Our Lady of the Great Earth was blended into the Greek pantheon in other ways, such as synchronization with Hecate. There is a scroll from the 3rd century in the uh, Michigan University collection of magical papyrus, that uh, within it, there's a spell designed to eliminate fear of the afterlife. And in this spell, there's an invocation to a deity referred to as Hecate Ereshkigal. Hecate was associated with all kinds of things, from the crossroads and entranceways, to the night, witchcraft, poison, ghosts, and necromancy. And we should certainly speak of Hecate at some point in time, but this synchronization certainly makes sense, given they share some similar domains. Now, unfortunately, that's really all we know about Ereshkigal. In fact, the photo that is the cover for this episode is uh, under scholarly debate whether that is actually uh, Ereshkigal herself, the demon Liltu, essentially Lilith, or uh, Inanna, um, also known as Ishtar. But certainly Ereshkigal has been the influence for many creatures of the night throughout history. Over the remainder of the month, expect some unexpected creatures of the night to show up on Fool's Guide to the Occult. But for now, tuck in the kitties and hold a candle for a devil.